Welcome back, everybody, to the Water Boys podcast. Nick, how's it going? Here with my co-host, Josh. I'm doing well. How are you today? I'm good, bro. It's a beautiful day here in downtown Vancouver. Which floor are we on today at we're the library? On, we're on floor four. <laughs> Remember the last floor that we were on? We yeah, had connection troubles? Yeah, the fifth floor. So hopefully that doesn't happen today. Uh, it's been a good week of basketball, Nick. We've had a lot of good games lately. We're going to get more. I mean, it is the Christmas season. Ooh. Next week. Christmas. This week is going to be the Christmas games. What do you want to start off with today? Well, I mean, there's a few things that happened this past week. Uh, do you want to start off with uh, what happened with Isaiah Thomas yesterday? Let's start off with the current events. I mean, Isaiah yesterday walked into the stands, talked to a fan, and the fan just froze up. Or he froze up, yeah. Oh, Isaiah got obviously, him. you see a player, like, I don't care who it is, I don't care how short you are in the NBA, but you see one of those guys come at you, like, obviously, you're going to get scared, right? But continue, sorry. Isaiah gets ejected, and the fan gets a 12-month ban. Yes, both, I think, or is it just one? Because there were uh, two guys. One, one I okay, think. Okay, just one guy. But let me, <laughs> this is just a PSA to all the fans out there. Don't heckle an NBA player. Especially some of them come from Compton or Philadelphia on the rough side. Uh, yeah, so so here's a quote. He's, this is what he says after the game. He says, when I missed the first free throw and made the second, I'm running back. And the fan has both of his middle fingers up and said, fuck you, bitch, three times. So then timeout goes, and I go into the stands to confront him. I say, don't, don't be disrespectful. I'm a man before anything and be a fan. And apparently the fans' response was, I'm sorry, I just wanted a Frosty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least the fan was honest. Um, <laughs> that's a fact. I I just, you know what? I, I understand that they are, they feel the disrespect, right? But Nick... To be honest with you, and I mean, I've been to sporting events. I mean, I, I go to Canucks games. I've been to moments when they've made the playoffs. Uh, you know, a penalty is called. The opposing team scores a goal. Nick, there's things I've heard that don't really... Uh, that that, aren't that are very... pretty much worse than saying what that guy said to... Uh, Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas, yes. right? And I know that they're, I know they're enclosed, right? Because of the boards and everything. And like, you can't really do much about it. And then there's also things you hear in soccer. Oh, soccer is the worst. The stuff you hear in soccer is way worse than anything that these guys could probably have said to Isaiah. Remember when I told you about that female ref in soccer? And one fan shouted, remember what I told you? Uh, yes. I he shouted he's going to rape her after the game after for a bad call or something? Yes. So you see, that's the sort of stuff they have to deal with. And at the end of the day, man, I, I mean, I know they'll feel disrespected, but it's just part of the game, bro. You know what I mean? I know, I know that they won't like it. I know that they're saying, oh, if they're on the street, they won't say, like, yeah, you're on the street. They won't. They obviously won't say anything. You don't have that mob mentality you have when you're with a bunch of fans from the same team, 
right? So obviously they're not going to go up to you and say, oh, fuck you, bitch. Like, no, they're not going to do that. You're playing against their team. They're, you're obviously going to feel the hostility. I mean, dude, I don't know if, I don't know if you ever, if you've ever heard the story, but when, uh, this is going back to soccer, when Figo switched teams from Barcelona to Real Madrid. Oh, I remember that. Rivals. Yes, I remember that. Have you ever seen the picture of him when he was taking the corner kick? No, I haven't seen so, it. So there's people, there's police there with shields around the guy because all the fans were chucking stuff at him. And you know what gets chucked at him? What? The head of a pig. <laughs> and you can see the pig on the pitch Yeah, right there. Bro, like what these guys face is nothing. nothing compared to nothing. other people. And you know what's worse about the what's worse about soccer is like sometimes you have to take it. I mean, today I was watching Tottenham Chelsea. Racist chants were being made towards uh, I can't remember who it was. The German defender uh, for Chelsea. Oh, um, Rudiger. Rudiger. They were making racist chants at him. Oh, the monkey sounds again. Yes. So See, it's that, like that's what always confused me. I mean, we're going a little bit off topic, but the racist chants, remember at the Manchester Derby? Yes, yes. When City were like doing those stupid chants at Fred. I mean, you got black players on your team too. Exactly. I, I don't get that. But but yeah, like uh, I'm glad that it didn't escalate with Isaiah Thomas. I'm glad that he just calmly went up to them. I and mean, you see it in the video. Just goes up to them, calmly talks to them, tells them what he has to say. And he just sleeps, right? I'm glad that it didn't escalate because could you imagine if it got worse? That's true. And yeah. especially after the malice and the palace, I'm pretty sure the NBA is like, "Oh man, I hope this doesn't get any worse," right? But I mean, you I, remember Utah situation with what? Um, yeah, but that was that was a racist chant that yeah. that they said at Westbrook, right? So that I understand. Yeah, that I totally understand because no matter what, I don't care who you play for. You should never get to that point where you're doing racist stuff. I mean, if I mean, you want to be, yeah. if you want to be swearing at the gay, go ahead, but not don't don't get that personal. Yeah, and you well, Utah they responded quickly. They did a very good yes response. Yeah. I mean, the owner came out came out and shamed the fans for that one. Oh yeah, definitely. But uh, I don't know. It's just my opinion. To, uh, Isaiah, just take it, take it on the chin. Just whatever. You'll never see the fan again, right? I mean, if he says that and you make the free throws, just yell it back at him. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's no need to actually go confront the player or, or the or the fan. I mean, if you're going to do that, I'm pretty sure you're going to be going, especially in Philadelphia, man. Fans well, are rough. Tough. That's a right? rough neighborhood over there. So then you're basically going to be going up to, I don't know how many people sit that stadium, fucking 19,000 you're going to be going up to 19,000 fans and up, up, up confronting them over everything they said during the game yeah you can't be that thin-skinned that's my opinion i don't know uh, moving on what's this, what's in the current events the mid-season tournament that's proposal thing that i wanted to talk to you about apparently they have a financial reward for it okay so basically the winner of the tournament gets 15 million dollars so presumably one million per player per player if you have a full roster. Uh, they also propose that they have uh, seventy-eight games in the season. Not only do you have the seventy-eight games in the season, but you'll also have a play-in for uh, the last two spots in the playoffs. It'll be between the seventh. Well, seventh will face off against the tenth spot, 
and then the eighth spot will face off against the ninth spot. And then I I think it's just one game. I think it's just one game that they're saying play in whoever wins that boom go straight to the playoffs. Uh, what do you call it? I feels like they're. I was reading. Uh, That's like a NFL in their wild card. Yeah, true. I mean, even baseball does that. MLB does the same thing. Uh, yeah. Two wild one card, game two playoff. wild card, one playoff spot, right? Um, I was reading uh, an article on the Athletic by uh, I think it's Aldridge. I think it's David Aldridge who wrote it, and uh, basically he's saying that the NBA is giving into what the fans like. Uh, I can't. I don't have the numbers in front of me right now, but they did fan polls. And apparently, I think it was something like 60% wanted a shorter season. Uh, 65% wanted a mid-season tournament. And there was a couple, there's a few other things that they wanted. But it doesn't make sense to be just be giving in to what the fans like. I don't know that this will work in, in, in terms of garnering interest and in getting numbers up, right? It's one of those things where it's good in theory. But is it practical? No. I mean, mid-season tournament, tournament, tournament. Sorry. Tournament. Tournament. <laughs> tournament. Four games, right? Yeah. You take off the schedule. Yes. Fifteen million dollar prize pool. Then they were proposing that you get a draft pick as well. Facts. Is, yeah, is yeah. that a, is that a draft pick on top of what you're gonna get, or is that the draft pick you're gonna get? So right? I. Th- I remember, I think they were saying they would add like an extra spot in the first round. So it'd be like uh, the 31st pick of the first round. And then they'd go back to the second round. And then, so yeah. So that would open up the draft, like that would open up the draft pool for NBA. But to be honest, it doesn't really make sense. I mean, who's going to really want to play that? That's the thing. Like, the yeah, the fans want that. Unless, like, like the polls, yeah. That. Unless, hear me out on this. Unless it's all the lower teams that play this, that would make sense, right? And all the top, let's say, top six, because the last two are up for grabs, right? Yes. So the top six get to rest that whole, I don't know, week, I guess. Yeah, make it something, or make it two weeks for all you for like, all you care, right? Like, let's say you give two weeks for that break, then you give a week for the All Star break, so that's three weeks of breaks, right? Yes, that's quite a bit of breaks. Yeah, and then the players will be happy, you know, you'll they'll they'll be getting more rest, and on top of that, they won't be playing a meaning a meaningless tor- tournament. Sorry, and uh, that makes and that makes for better games because everyone's playing for something, whether it be a draft pick, whether it be a playoff spot, exactly, whether it be for money. Or whatever, right? Exactly. That yeah. would make more sense. But then we're going to be diving into... That's like mixing soccer into... Or soccer style into the... Well, if they wanted to mix yeah. soccer style, you might as well get the G League teams in, in on this tournament. Oh, you that's true. And you make it like that's the how, fifth round. That's how the round. European soccer is, right? I mean, you get teams from... I think it's all the way down to third division. They participate third. in these tournaments, right? Yeah. I mean, if you're going to do, if you want to make the same sort of style, you might as well start inviting all the G League teams into this and try to make a tournament out of it. That's true. And I think if NBA wants to do it like that, why not? The top teams get incentive by resting because that's what they all want, right? Right. And why don't the bottom teams play for money and draft picks, which makes sense because you're getting something either way. Yeah. I, I mean, at the end of the day, the top teams are going to be like, 
what? You want me to play for this tournament? I mean, their goal is to ultimately be recognized as the best team in the league and winning the NBA Finals. This tournament, I mean, this tournament's going to be mean nothing. I mean, all the top teams, their players make more money anyways. What's a million to them? It's nothing. I mean, unless you get to the 14th and 15th spot, which they're going to be pretty happy. Oh, damn, a million bucks because they don't get playing time. And on top of that, they probably don't they probably don't make nine figures or whatever. So I don't know. It it just doesn't make sense to me. I think my I'm not to toot my own horn, but I think my rendition of that tournament would be better. Yeah, it would be because it makes sense for everyone. It would. And well, the fans would get get to see good games too. Yeah, everyone's playing, yeah. right? And I mean, I guess it comes to a point where, like, the bottom feeders they would probably notice. Oh, we finally get to play for something other other than try to lose to get the number one overall pick, right? Oh, you get the money or draft pick. I think that sounds good either way, right? Uh, what else do you want to talk about, Nick? What other current trends do you have for the NBA? Well, actually, I was wanting to get in on the... Actually, I was going to... Sorry. Sorry to cut you Go ahead. I was going to mention how they're reorganizing the televised games. Remember, they kept kicking off the Warriors, and they put on like other teams now? Oh, yes. I heard that. Yeah, because they kept kicking off... I think the Warriors had a lot of televised games, but they kept kicking them off for another televised game. Well, yeah. I, I don't blame them. At this point, the broad... I mean... Nobody wants to watch the, the the Warriors. They're they're a bad team right now, right? Yeah, bottom true. of the bottom of the league, and on top of that, this the league is already crying about uh, ratings. Warriors game is not going to get you ratings. Speaking of ratings, Lakers and Bucks were the most watched. Good, even though it was a thumping in the first half. No, but it turned out to be a good game overall, right? And that's my concerns. Okay, this is going to segue into the Bucks. Anyways, that's my concern with the Bucks. They tend to give up big leads sometimes. They do. They do that. Yeah. Well, it, it also doesn't help, doesn't help that Giannis was uh, in foul trouble too, right? Because they were, I think, I think he left midway through the third quarter because he picked up his fourth foul in the game. And at that point, it's like you don't really like, – He's showing that he's not able to like defend without fouling. So at that point, uh, you might as well take him out. You don't want anything. You don't want him to foul out. And yeah, you can't pick you up s- that fifth. Yeah, exactly. And as you saw, it was a good move because guess who ends up basically putting the game away with a three-pointer? G- uh, Giannis. Exactly. So um, so that's one of the problems. Uh, again, I keep coming to this. I always see Giannis make dumb fouls. And I think that fourth foul he picked up was a reach-in foul, and it was pretty dumb. The guy was already past him, and he still takes a foul. It's like, you're a superstar now. You can't be making these types of fouls. It's you more let that like, go. you got to give and take. Which ones can you foul and which ones you got to let go, right? Yeah, well, at that point, that, that fourth foul, he should have let go. Like, he should have never made that foul. Uh, it, it's one of my pet peeves with, with, with Giannis. But, Question. Yes. Is this passing of the torch? The moment we get to the passing of the torch, I would say would be in the finals is if we see LeBron against Giannis. That'd be my passing of the torch. I, I think um, my honest opinion, I think LeBron still has two to three years left in that tank. We'll, we'll see, man. Like I said, if hypothetically we were to see these two teams meet in the finals 
and Giannis ends up kicking the Lakers' ass. I'm pretty sure that's pretty much the passing of the torch. Right I wouldn't there. mind. I would like Giannis. Um, but like, yeah, there's there's always at one point there's a passing of the torch, right? Um, we always get into this. Uh, you had, um, you know, you Jordan, had Jordan, Kobe, Kobe. I mean, you could even say Duncan. I mean, Duncan did have a really good decade from 2002, what 2010, right? He was a really good player. Uh, but they don't always end up in uh, both players meeting up in the finals, right? You had oh, the Chicago no. Bulls and the Lakers in 91, right? Everyone saw that as a passing of torch from Magic to, to Michael. Yeah. Because Michael kicked, kicked the Lakers' ass in that finals, right? So we have that. But, like, ever since that, we haven't really had a passing of the torch. We never had that coveted Kobe versus LeBron mat, uh, finals matchup, unfortunately. Um, and even uh, Duncan. Duncan just uh, sort of faded away. He won, he won his last title. In 14. Yeah. And then after that, like, we didn't see him again in the finals, right? I mean, I might be biased, but I think LeBron, after what he did to the 73 and 9 Warriors, I mean, that tops my memory for a while. Yes. I think if Giannis... If Giannis gets out of the Eastern Finals, then yeah, he'll be he'll be in my memory. Oh yeah, definitely. But it just won't be as memorable as that I moment. If LeBron wins another one, is just he's inching closer and closer, in my opinion. To the best of all time. Not to the best of all time, but he's getting close to that second spot in yeah. my mind. Yeah, I th- I think he's already cemented a second spot. It's just whether or not he can. If he wins one or two more. If he wins two more. Holy, I don't. It's, it's going to be so hard to say no to that. It's it's going to be hard because Kobe's won five. Then you'll have LeBron winning five. It's 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 hard to say no, especially after one of those wins comes against the Warriors, right? Exactly. And let's like, and the Warriors had to reload with another MVP just I, to beat them. Yeah, just to beat a LeBron. Yeah. I mean. We hate on him all we want, but he's a, we he's gotta a special player, man. You got to appreciate him. We only he, got what three more three years? more years tops with him like this, right? Yeah. So I we got to appreciate this. We can't hate. Um, what do you call it? You want to get into a little bit of the the playoff race we have in the bot at the bottom in uh, the Western Conference? Oh, it's heating up. We got Portland. We got Sacramento. We got. I'm gonna throw in Phoenix. I'm going to toss out the Wolves, though. Wolves. Uh, They've lost 10 straight, I believe. 10 in a row. I don't know if it's more. I know, I know the streak right now is they've lost 10 in a row, but yeah, that's the streak right now. So they're, they've they lost their last 10 games. Uh, you got guys like Sacramento, San Antonio, and Phoenix trying to get that final spot. And for Sacramento, De'Aaron came back finally last three games he's played um they've lost all three games they're in a three game losing skid right now because when your players return right you gotta gotta reorganize the chemistry right you gotta make sure everyone gets their touches and you're disrupting the chemistry at that point exactly and even before he came back like they weren't doing that great uh offensive rating and defensive rating 20th this season uh they're facing a lot of direct rivals in the in the next few weeks. 
Hey, they got the Timberwolves. They got Phoenix. I think they got a game in there against Oklahoma. That's you're fighting against quite a bit of the. Yeah, the, the guys you that guys gosh, that are chasing that yeah. spot. Oh, Oklahoma! I forgot about them. My bad. Yeah, and uh, what do you call it? So Sacramento. So Sacramento needs to start picking it up. Otherwise, they're. I think they, they took a step back this year compared to last year. You know why? My favorite buddies there. <laughs> Yes, I know you were gonna say that. Yes, I know. Because I, I think he's a terrible coach. <laughs> and I mean, you're it's it's being evident proven right now. Yeah, yes, right? I think he's proven. a horrendous coach. Being proven. Um, then you got uh, San Antonio right behind Sacramento. I don't think they're gonna do it. San San Antonio. I feel like they just gotta. They start, just gotta hit the reset button. The reset button. Yeah. But I think that's Popovich's last season right there. You think so? But yeah, he's yeah. so close to the regular season win title too. He's almost, I think he's a few wins away from Don Nelson. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. He's pretty close to getting there. And then Phoenix has significantly, significantly cooled off. You okay there? Yeah, sorry. Uh, six in a row they've lost already. Because they're missing Rubio for half of these games too, if you don't notice that. Yes. Yeah, I know. Uh, it, like... Like we said before, him and Baines are the key to this team. Him, well, eight and two, right? He adds another element. Yeah, but he, I mean, he just sprained his ankle when he came back. Sprained his ankle, so can you really, uh, can you really depend on on this guy? Yeah, it's not. I mean, then we have Portland. I mean, talk about man. We were we were putting. We were. I was burying this guy. This team. I know you. You. You have the. You have a. I was more positive. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely. I was negative about them, but finally, hey, they're in eighth spot. Look at Carmelo. He's been Melo's been playing well. He actually got injured last game. Uh, he sat out last game. Yeah, he sat out last game, but he he got injured in the game against the Magic. Uh, I think they were saying it was a left knee contusion, if I'm not mistaken. Ooh, he should sit it out a little bit. Um, so he played nine minutes that game against the Magic, and then he didn't play again on Saturday against the Wolves. Uh, CJ and Lillard combined for 67 points against the Magic. I know it. I know it's the Magic, but still, they're starting to CJ and, Ma- and Lillard are starting to find their rhythm. This team, yes. Yeah. Uh, Blazers are five and four this uh, this month. They're currently on a three game winning streak. Their offensive rating has been increasing quite a bit. Uh, they're up to tenth already. What's their defensive rating? Their defense, <laughs> their defensive rating is, uh, I think they were sixteenth. So middle of the pack. Middle of the pack. Their net rating is a negative point five. So again, it's in the middle of the pack too. Point five isn't that bad. What is their offensive rating relative to the league? Is it plus two, plus three, or plus one? I didn't really get a chance to check all that. Um, but all I know is that it's slowly starting to look like last year's offensive rating. Because they had a top 10 offense. They had a top 10 offensive rating last year, and it's slowly starting to get there this year again. I mean, with that many offensive weapons on the team, it should be rising. Right. So uh, it'll be interesting uh, what happens. And then you got Oklahoma. They finally hit 500 this season. First time all, all season long. Uh. Seems like they're gonna get that playoff spot, Nick. Seventh? Uh, at seventh spot. They're a tough out. Uh there's there's starting to be a separation between eighth and ninth. 
And at this point, if Oklahoma keeps going at the pace they're going, you can lock them in for a playoff spot, right? Uh, it's still 20, what? 29 yeah, games in, into the season. Uh, but like with all the, all the other teams on, the, on those losing streaks, those long losing streaks, like the, there starts to be a point where the separation is going to be too big to uh, overcome, right? Shea had a career high, 32 points. Shot 13 from 18 uh, in the last game against the Suns. Thunder for the month of December are 6-2. and two. Uh, They should have a relatively good month, even though they're going to be facing off against the, Clipter, the Clippers, the Raptors, and the, Bucks, and the Clippers, the Clippers, the Raptors, and the Mavericks. Uh, one thing I do notice, though, is that this team really does struggle away from home. They're 4-9 four four away from, was it the Chesapeake's? Chesapeake Arena. Yeah, Chesapeake Arena. That's a hard one, I know. Um, but, yeah, what do you think, Nick? I think these last two spots might be solidified just because. So you think it's, let me get this straight. You think it's Oklahoma and Portland? I can see it happening. I can see that happening. The, I think the only move Oklahoma is going to try and pull off this year is uh, or, or during the season before the trade deadline is going to be Danilo just because it's his last uh his last year expiring contract contract, right he's not gonna i doubt they're gonna want to re-sign him and you might as well get something for him while you can he's still a relatively good player right yeah so i think that would be the only move they'll do and then depending on how it goes in the playoffs which by the looks of it if you either face the lakers the clippers or the nuggets i don't know that it's gonna go that well I'm nuggets pretty, nuggets would be your best chance at that point. And even then I don't I wouldn't feel I too confident yeah. in them pulling that off. I mean, if I think it's safe to say the West runs through LA this year. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. So I would say if they're gonna make any moves this off the any moves, it's gonna be in the off season. But during the season right now, they're in the playoffs. A team like this, a small market, values making the playoffs because that's where they make their money. I just don't see them wanting to trade all the players they got right now in order to get more assets. I think they're going to go for it this year. And then next... They already have like nine draft picks. I know. And then during the offseason, I think that's when they're going to start dealing. Let's talk about the East. I think we touched... We dabbled a little bit on the Bucks. They're safe in first. So what about second to eighth? You got Miami, you got Philadelphia, you got Toronto, you got Indiana. Indiana's in there, yes. Sir. Indiana. Um, you got Brooklyn too. Yes, you got Brooklyn. You got Orlando. Did you miss Boston? Oh yeah, sorry, I miss Boston. Sorry. Uh, yes, but like those are the teams you have right now. Um, the gap between second and sixth is not much. They're, you know how much they're separated by? They're separated by a game. I mean, Philadelphia's six <clears throat> and Boston's second. Boston's second, yes. But you know how they're separated by a game. Like you said, all of them are near 20 wins. Yes. So the East is definitely stronger than, well, at least I predicted that they were going to be pretty weak. But they're really strong this year with, with Miami coming up in there, right? Look um, at the battle for eighth. <laughs> Orlando, Charlotte, Chicago, and Detroit. Yeah. And you want to throw in Washington, I'll throw in Washington. You can sh- throw in Washington for sure, right? Yeah. But 
any of those guys can make it at this point, right? Um, I've been, you know what? I was really impressed with Miami when they faced off against uh, Philadelphia this past week. I liked how they played, and my goodness, when they deployed that zone, Philadelphia was just not able to do anything, right? Because you Embiid, hit that one problem. Embiid's not smart enough because with a zone, you got to hit it high, low, high, high post to low post, right? Right. Or you got to swing it strong side for three point options because zones can't move that quickly. Exactly. Uh, but uh, what are they lacking? Shooting. And Joel Embiid's BBIQ. <laughs> Yeah, because I noticed, like you pointed this out. We were talking about this during the week. You pointed it out that the corner was always open. That corner three was always open. But what did Joel do instead of hitting that corner? He would try and look for his own shot. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we talk about the Lakers a lot, but look at the Lakers' film study against Miami and how they shredded that defense. Yeah, that's true, right? So. I mean, but then again, Miami. But then again, Miami didn't deploy that zone as much because right? they kept getting shredded by Lakers. Yeah, exactly. But what do you call it? But once once they deploy that zone against my against Philadelphia, I feel like the game started to turn around because they were down for a bit there. But then that's when the, everything started to turn around, and then they just start taking that lead or if, whatever. If I was Philly, I would load up. I would probably have Tobias, Josh. On one side, then I would have probably Horford on the top. Then you would go and beat Simmons high low, because they're your two bo- two best post players, right? Yes, yes. And you got three respectable shooters, mm-hmm. and you want to do that. You want to swing the ball for a good option. Then you see that guy run in, right? And he'll pass. You swing that ball to the corner for an option. He drives, or he shoots. Or you swing it when they double down. He swing it to the wing for a three point shot, right? Right. Because with the zone, you gotta make you gotta make the zone move yeah, all the exactly. time, right? Because if because if, you could also see Philadelphia was confused as to what they would do, right? And like I would see them hitting Embiid, but Embiid didn't know what to do either. He would just look for a shot. But what's the point? You got like two guys already bearing down on you, right? There's someone that's open. But he just didn't want to look for that. Or you can play Simmons as a weak side cutter, right? Because zone, everyone has to look at the ball and where it's going, and they gotta rotate as one, or else the zone doesn't work. That's true, right? If Simmons cuts, then Embiid looks at it, and I'm pretty sure he can look. And Simmons is cutting, then he has a pass, right? Right, right. But but yeah, man, I, I've I, I thoroughly loved watching Miami this year. They're they're a really nice surprise. Um. I was hearing a stat or something like that. Duncan Robinson is the first third round uh, player since Devin George to be playing in the NBA. I think I read somewhere. Um, but yeah, that guy's that guy's just something else. And the whole team. And then Bam Adebayo is just something else against Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid, you know, he he eats up centers, but uh, Bam. Put up a good put up a good fight. Bam strong and he's mobile. That's the problem. Yeah, I know. Um, I would go out of my way and say Bam makes. He's got to make one of the All NBA teams. I think third. he makes a third. The way he's playing right now, I think he definitely could make a third. Um, it's a little too early to tell, right? 
mean like we still got 60 games to go true but if he keeps this up man you just you can't deny the guy a third spot i i mean you look at the first two spots i already know who they're going to go to automatically it's going to be i don't know in which order but right now for now for sure it's Embiid. then they're probably going to end up giving it to Jokic. but for sure that third spot if the things keep going how they are i'm pretty sure uh i'm pretty sure bam gets it you name me like who else as a center would you put up in there before him right now dwight no okay i'll slap you if you say that again i mean if dwight had starter minutes but he's not at that stage anymore. no he's not um but yeah i i would definitely give it to bam man holy uh, i just i'm in love with the guy i don't know i, I, I might I just tell be, you're in love with the guy I, I talk about him like every single podcast Sorry yeah, i get that. it yeah i get it you like him because you can run the offense through him you can give him the ball he can dribble he can shoot he can rebound i get it you love an all-purpose player and he can defend all five positions don't forget about that i, I get it you love all-purpose players i just yeah, i get it uh anything else you wanted to say no i think that concludes the end of our podcast you loving bam obviously i am the bam lover not gonna lie <laughs> don't forget to follow us on instagram yeah guys so follow us on instagram at waterboys podcast please um waterboys with a z thanks for listening guys and we will probably yeah we'll make one next next week right Uh, If I'm not full from the turkey, but yes. Merry (laughs) Christmas, guys. Happy New Year. I hope you all have a great 2020. Yes. Best wishes. And uh, let's let's talk ball next week, Nick. Let's talk ball next week under the mistletoe. Whoa. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.